Scripture reading this morning is taken from Psalm 101. I will sing of your love and justice. To you, Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval or anything that is vile. I hate what these faithless people do. I have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land. I will cut off every evil doer from the city of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. This morning we are very glad to have Dr. Samung Won to preach to us. Good morning. Uh, greetings from Dabuan Trinity Methodist Church, where, where I come from. Thanks, uh, Pastor, for inviting me to share this uh, Psalm 101. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, may you now quieten our hearts now, so that we can hear what King David in Psalm 101. Would like us to hear and learn. Let us realize that King David, to govern or lead a nation, we need the godly and blameless people to serving together. In fact, that is what our nation, Lord, needs now. Christian citizens should help to mend a broken land. Lord, hear us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. My topic today is duties of a Christian citizen, and it's based on Psalms 1, Psalm 101. I'm using New Living Translation. Okay. You all know about Kopitiam 101, just outside you all. This Psalm 101 has nothing to do with this Kopitiam 101. Huh? Now, this Psalm 101 is actually about King David. King David, likely at his early kingship, he must be at that time very concerned how to, how to govern the nation, must be not in very good shape from King Saul. If you can remember. And the prominent feature, the prominent feature was what? Blameless life. Living a blameless life. Or living a life above reproach. In fact, David knew from very beginning, very beginning, to do a task to lead the nation. That blamelessness must become within himself must begin within himself and not enough. Even the people who are serving him, his companions, or serving him, must also be above reproach. Meaning, 
he wanted his team to to govern the nation must be godly and good people and good people that's why in verse 2 it says David immediately King David immediately said I will be careful to live a blameless life and in verse 6 he continued only those who are above reproach same blamelessness will be allowed to serve him will be allowed to serve him in fact how to achieve this blamelessness Ah, that is my sermon focus today three points one living we must live a personal blameless life and that we must be God loving two uphold integrity number two second point is companions of people serving him must stay above reproach reproach meaning these people also should not bear any bad threats in them good people good threats the third point oh okay what are the measures needed then to deal with this either bad companions or the bad threats we are talking about one first point living a personal blameless life be God loving and uphold let us see what David did King David in verse 1 and 2 he said this I will sing of your love and justice Lord I praise you with songs I will be careful to live a blameless life when will you come and help me here actually we see David King David describing about his relationship with God his relationship with God he telling us he loved God he also loved his justice he also sings songs to praise him and actually he invite God to come and in his presence to live with him to guide him to be with him yes King David first thing he worship his God to he live with him or actually he walk with him that is what King David did in fact that is what we are talking about now one first thing the intimate relationship that we saw King David had and that should be applied to us so is it the intimate relationship is so important David already straight away in this passage from beginning he said that relationship is important that relationship will help him to be blamelessly clean and will be able to help him to govern the nation to govern the nation what else he mentioned second point very important also I will lead a life of integrity I will live a life of integrity in my home integrity I will speak a little bit on this integrity because I think King David wants us all of us to have integrity that's why David mentioned these two crucial things loving God have intimate relationship with God and we all ourselves ourselves we need to be a man of integrity these two seem to be very crucial for him in order to run a country that he took over from King Saul at that time what is integrity well it means righteousness it can also mean 
honesty, behaving well, or is what we call high moral principles. Actually, in practice, two things are must be good thoughts, good thoughts, and good behavior or good con- good, con- good conduct, and especially the good conduct that we show when people are not looking at you. Were that conduct same as when people are looking at you? And David here said, at home, I will lead a life of integrity in my home, own home. Why he said that? Very obvious, because any shortcoming in our integrity, you know who is the first person to notice it? At home, your spouse, your parents, your children, and maybe even your mate. If you want integ- my integrity, you don't ask me. You don't look at me. You ask my wife sitting there. Quite often, he will, she will say, hey, 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 Simon, what are you talking about? Can you repeat? You know something. Because they could see it clearly. They are with you 24.7, 24 over 7. And here, you see, why actually integrity is important? I have to borrow. I thought it's a very good example. The ILI, many of you have attended ILI, International Leadership Institute, the model to explain about the integrity. They were talking about their eight core values, loving God and integrity, very important, crucial these two. What is so important? Integrity is like one of these two blue book holders. Integrity. The other one is loving God, intimate relationship with God. These are the two book holders holding other core values. The other core values did not by these files. What are they? They are like family. They are like marriage, church leadership, church ministries, harvesting or mission work or social work. They are the other core values. But they all have to be supported in place by that person who must be a man of integrity or man who love God. And that is very important is that they are anchor support. Why? Because if this integrity here, you don't see the blue order anymore because it's collapsed. What happened to the rest? The rest also will be affected. Some may even collapse at the same time. Integrity, loving God, so important. King David said it first. The question now is how in practice for us to uphold our integrity. So important. David said so important. Actually, David mentioned three things here. He mentioned three areas actually, huh? in order to uphold integrity. Verse 3 and verse 4. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Number two, I hate, he used the word hate, huh? all who deal crookedly. 
I will have nothing to do with them. Third, in verse 4, I will reject perverse. You see that? Yeah, correct. I will reject perverse, perverse ideas and stay away from any evil. David cautioned for integrity to remain in him. First thing, discipline his eyes. Discipline his roving eyes. Never set eyes blatantly on anything foul and vulgar or we say immoral or something not healthy. You know what I mean? Then it will be tempted and gave into temptations. That's, that's the end of the story. And in fact, you know, this is exactly what happened to David, isn't it? King David one day morning woke up. Wow, suddenly he saw something never seen before or definitely he has seen before. If he had a binoculars, he would use a binoculars and see what, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, Bathsheba. Well, David said, be careful with our eyes, our roving eyes and our lusty eyes maybe with lust. Don't fall into temptation. First point. Second, talking about crooked, talking about crooked uh, have nothing to do with uh, okay. I hate all who deal crookedly. It simply means he didn't want any corruption. Crooked people, David said he hated the crooked people. Crooked people, of course, we are talking about crooked people, corruption, corrupted ways. We must hate. We must hate. He used the word hate. Oh. Often, when we see corruption or some crooks, we, of course, we remain silent on what they did. And in fact, the corrupt people are still roaming in the street or in the gap, in, even in the, in the high level. Often, we laugh it off. We don't hate. Which maybe we sweep under carpet. And, but David said, hey, corruption, crooked ways. No, 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 no. He didn't want. The third one is no perverse ideas or evil heart from evil. Why? The evil and the perverted heart always, what they do? They scheme. They plot. They want to outwit you, outmaneuver the opponents or the opponent party. And what they do? They scramble and cling onto power. Then the power will be abused. Then it's no, no more boundary. Spread lies. Also, hatred among people, subvert the institutions, the legitimized, legitimate institution, so that they can cling onto power. Well, you may have seen enough. Ponder for a while what David at that time talking about these three areas. These three areas. In fact, it is still happening now. It is still happening now. Maybe in a different forms. What are they? For example, illicit relationship, especially sexual, due to roving eyes and lustful heart. 
common, isn't it? Corrupted money earned through crooked means also common, isn't it? Abuse of power because of the perverted and evil hearts common also, right? So put it this way, when these three things sex, money and power are not properly handled or wisely handled or used, integrity collapse. These three affect integrity. Leaders fall. Christian leaders also fall. You have heard too many examples. Hence, brothers and sisters, we Christians community, we Christian citizens have duty to address this. First thing first, we may not do very much, but first thing first, like David said, look at ourselves first. We must live life beyond reproach by loving Jesus. Our relationship must be that holder. Intimate relationship with Jesus. Number two, uphold integrity. The other blue holder. Uphold integrity. Avoid all these three few things. Be careful. They are not wrong by itself. Don't abuse it. Meaning, brothers, sisters, in fact, if you read at this passage now, it's very simple. These two are the prior priority, I said, duties of Christian community like you and me, all Christian citizens. It's what David wanted for his kingdom. You need these two so that he can govern well the kingdom. No doubt. You think that's all right? He wanted more. If he wanted more on application, we have more duties to do. David went on to say his companions, all the people serving him, that means serving his court at that time, people serving together with him, must be faithful companions. They must live above reproach. Verse 6, David said, I will search for faithful people, faithful to to be my companions, only those who are above reproach will be allowed to serve me. Meaning, he wants a team. His team must be as good people as him. That leads to my final point. A uh, second point, sorry. Companions or co-workers must stay above reproach. Meaning, don't harbor bad traits, traits, huh? bad traits or bad characteristics. You see, what are they? Look at verse 5. I will not tolerate people who slander, what? slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. Second. Third. I will not allow deceivers to serve my house and liars will not stay in my presence. See, David here highlighted three bad traits he didn't want people to have. 
What are they? Alright? His don't want his team to have slender or we say gossips. Slender may be a little more than gossips. Pride. Arrogant people. And don't want people who their lies all the time. I think it is quite simple to understand, I'm sure. Huh? Pastors, you don't want anyone. You don't want anyone. Don't say the whole group, LCEC. Not any one of the LCEC to have these three. Or just one of them. David like He will not take these people to serve him. And actually, you think of it sometimes, it can be quite serious. If you look at the uh, at the wider level or political level, I'm sure you realize slander, arrogance, daily lies become normal, almost. We have lived with it. No, David tells us, no, 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 no. No, 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 not acceptable. For David, very easy. He ferret them, he just removed them, get lost, get out from the church, <laughs> get out from the temple. For us, brothers and sisters, how to handle this? How to handle this? That will be my final point. Huh? Measures needed to deal with the bad companions, always say bad threats. Huh? You know what I'm trying to huh? uh, uh, mention. You know, bad companions are sometimes really can be very, very troublesome. You will always try to avoid them. Correct or not? Go far. Don't want to, don't want to meet it. Even the church. Because, see what 1 Corinthians say. 1 Corinthians 15. It says, bad company, too small, huh? Sorry. Bad company corrupts good character. Simple to understand, isn't it? You're not the person doing all the bad things. You also join them. You also join them again. What happened to you? You become one of them. Try to be careful. Otherwise, you become one of them. You, we as Christians then must do something, right? For David, as I said, he already said, figure out. He can remove because he is king. He can do that. Verse 8, it says this, huh? verse 8. My daily task will be to ferry out the wicked and free the city of the Lord from the grip of the weak, weak, wicked people. In fact, in ESV, it says morning by morning, says something, it looks more serious like that. I will destroy all the wicked in the land cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we can't do that. Right? We can't destroy. Oh, we can't just remove us, get us out from this church. No. Even though they may have, or we may have, bad traits. We all started this way. Or bad characters. Why? Very simple. The big word there. The love of and grace of our Lord, Jesus. He died on the cross for us so that we have eternal life. That makes the difference because we are purchased with His own blood. We are already purchased. Every one of us 
is precious in his eye. Just now the song said, we are his own. We are his own. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 6, it says, He gave his life to purchase freedom for every one of us. So we don't do what King David do, isn't it? In this, but we still do something. We still do. Just slightly different. What I said. David ferret out. I can remove. But we also ferret. We Christians, leaders, we can ferret out their sins. We can ferret out their sins, their bondages, the bad traits or character. We don't remove the body. We don't throw out the baby together with the bathtub, isn't it? We just drain the bathtub water away, the filthy bathtub away. That is what our job to be. For us, then of course, become a quite a laborious, laborious time. Need time, correct or not, to transform our defects. Through love, through mercy, through the name of Jesus Christ, through Holy Spirit. How? Through intense prayer, through in- intercession. Of course, worship service. Counseling. That's why very important you have a counselor here. Counseling. Then the small group so important, isn't it? To help one another. Or the leaders mentor their younger ones so that they can see the bad traits in them. In other words, through bit what we call disciple making, be more like Christ at the end. Therefore, we are able to change the bad companions to healthy companions, to somebody whom you like now, to ask him to come and join you, maybe something like that. That is what we church must do, need to do, disciple making as our goals, not only for the church, outside the church touching the hearts of the people outside in your community. My conclusion, our duties then as a Christian community or citizens, we know we have many duties based on this passage. This is this was highlighted. One, your duty must continue. That close relationship with our Lord, with Jesus. We must at all times try to be men of integrity. These two values, again and again, I mention it. I, I think that King David also will mention it many times. Avoid all those three areas that may affect the integrity. And integrity collapse, it affects all the other core values in us. These two values need this to govern, need this to be blameless, need this to govern a nation. Two, we must, we must commit to disciple then one another. Isn't it? 
so that we all are good companions to one another. We don't slander. We don't be arrogant. Huh? We don't tell lies. So we live above reproach. And we help to remove the bad traits. Not remove the person, but the bad traits. With that third point, the church then together as blameless people, or at least moving towards that, and in unity, we can be the light. Then this church can be the light, blameless people. Be the light to the community, to your family, to the church, or to the community. With that, you can bring that light to the darkness outside. Correct? John 1, 5 said, The light will shine in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. I think with this understanding of these three points, it is very easy to understand the fourth duty here. The Christian agreed that Christian community has a duty then. Not only your own people to help the own people or just a community here. Understand it. It's a duty to help our nation. Help our nation to be what? To be free from darkness because they are light. Or any grip from the, of the wicked, as David said in verse 8. David said, daily, I say this again, huh? daily task will be to ferry out the wicked and free the city of the Lord from the grip. David wanted his kingdom, God's kingdom, huh? wanted his kingdom to shine and bring glory to God. Would you want to help your nation to shine and bring glory God's glory back to the land how can we then as Christian citizens play that role or what we call nation building how ah here you have a very simple it's an opportunity simple thing actually now this week our role in general election right first thing we must go and vote now you understand the situation must go and vote and give your vote to somebody whom of course you are willing uh, who, who, who can serve you who can serve the nation who can serve the community not enough he or she or whatever or, or the candidate or your friends must live above reproach see what King David follow what King David say who is God-fearing, who upholds integrity, and who has the, the good traits. Humble, not proud. Humble, no slander, hurting everyone, no, no evil in the heart, and don't tell lies. Then together, Brothers and sisters, we can set free our land from darkness or from any wickedness, unless you believe there is none. 
Mesam 101 touches our heart together to make good, some good and wise decision. On this we end and bring back God's glory to our land. God bless you. God bless me. God bless us. God bless our family. God also bless our future generations for the wise choice that you are going to make. Amen.